Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. <laughs> I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hello. Hi. I got you back in person this time. Yeah. Yeah. How that's, about that? That's nice. Running around LA for Major League Baseball today. So that's... A good. little bit. Okay. It's mainly tomorrow and the next couple of days. Right. Uh, starting to... My daughter's starting to work uh, All-Star Week for Major League Baseball, which is in Los Angeles this year, 2022. They're going all out. If you happen to live in the area, definitely go check it out. It's like I've never seen one single entity take over as much as they're taking over. So. That's nice. They're, they're really celebrating baseball. All right, so today we're talking about, you remember how I said I have things that I think you should never do, like uh, PMI and uh, in, what was the insurance? The uh, Whole life? Whole life insurance, never, never. Yeah. Private uh, PMI, private mortgage insurance, you should try and avoid. This one would be in the top five or top six. And it's okay. impound accounts. Oh, what's that? I don't right. think we've ever we had that. So there's something called an impound account, or sometimes it's called an escrow account. And it's an account held by a mortgage lender. They collect your homeowner's insurance and your property taxes. And they add it to your mortgage payment as if, well, you, you, when you got the bill, you wouldn't pay it. So, so instead of paying it all in one lump sum at the end of the year, like property taxes, you normally would, it's paying it every month. That doesn't initially actually seem that bad. Well, it's not true that you don't pay it every month. The bank or whoever holds the mortgage collects it like, so basically I'll, it's your lender will collect one twelfth of your homeowner's insurance and one tenth of your property taxes every month. All right. So that typically if you don't put down at least 20%, so we were talking about how you get private mortgage insurance when you don't put down 20%. This is the same thing with an impound account. A lot of times you have to check in your state. It'll be, you have to put down at least 10% to avoid an impound account and sometimes you have to put down at least 20%. So if you don't put that down... They force you to have an impound account. And okay. an impound account means we might not fully trust you to pay your property taxes and insurance, so we're going to collect it from you every month, one-twelfth of what that payment is. So is that something that you're locked into for the entire mortgage, or those things can be renegotiated after you've paid It's not renegotiated. It's basically when you are, have more than 20% equity or depending on your state, 10% equity, you shouldn't have to pay gotcha. the impound account. Okay. So I'm going to give an example. Your annual property taxes are 2400 a year or 200 a month. Your homeowner's insurance is 1200 a year, 100 a month. So your lender will add $300 to whatever is your mortgage payments to cover both. So if your mortgage was 2000 a month, they would add three hundred to the two thousand. You'd have twenty three hundred a month they collect from you, and then they're responsible for paying your property taxes, and they're responsible for paying your. Kind of seems like a middleman operation. It is, and it's all based on kind of not trusting you because you didn't put down at least twenty percent, or depending on your state, at least ten percent. 
So, but some people are put in that position because they really just need to get into a house. Correct. And they don't have enough to put down. So, but why does it make it so bad? What makes it so bad is that they don't just collect the $300 or the 200 for the property taxes a month and the 100 for the insurance. They collect more in case either of those might go up. So if, for instance, if you have 2400 a month, 2400 a year for your property taxes, maybe the next year because the value of your house went up, it's now 2700 So they needed to collect more than the, 20, the 200 a month, right? Okay. So they will always charge you more. The property taxes, by the way, the mortgage company is not paying monthly. They're only due, like in California and in most states, they're due twice a year. They're due November 1st and they're due February 1st. So they're just collecting that money from you right. to gain interest. They're earning interest on it. And then... All based on the, and well, what if off. you don't pay them? Yeah, that's a little weird. All right. Maybe if you... Excuse me. Maybe if you didn't take away that money early, they would be able to pay off property and home and renter's insurance. Well, but think about this for a second. Home insurance, whatever it is. Since they're paying monthly like $300 more for property taxes and insurance, if they just kept that in their savings account and they only earned like half of 1%, whatever it would be, they'd be earning interest on it and then they would take that money and pay their property taxes on November 1st and February 1st and they pay their insurance. Your your homeowner's insurance, you can pay quarterly, you could pay monthly, you could pay annually. You have a choice, right? Right. Since you're giving it to them, you're not earning interest, they are. Mm. Right? So since you have to give it to them up front, it's basically saying, we don't believe that you'll keep it in your savings account. We believe you'll spend it before that bill comes. So when the bill comes for twenty four hundred, they always say, "Well, then you gotta. What if you don't have twenty four hundred? Wait a second, I just gave you twenty four hundred over twelve months. You're saying that I don't have the, you know, gumption or whatever to to keep it in my account. Now maybe that's true of some people. Maybe this is a good thing for them. All right. So I just gave you that example, but I'm going to give you some of the pros. In some states, I don't know that it's in every state. You could be eligible for a discount on your interest rate or your closing costs if you take the escrow account. Okay. But the key word is... closing costs add up. But the key key thing in that is eligible. Most oh. of the times they're not going to really try and give it to you because it's, it's to their exa- uh, advantage to not only earn interest off your money, but they're taking in more than you really owe for your property taxes and insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, in California, I think by law, they have to, something like once a year, audit your impound account, and then if they've collected way too much, which is like more than 30% or something like that, they have to give you a refund. Okay. All right. All right, so the other possible pro is that your lender's responsible for making all the payments. It's not on you. But if for some reason your bank or whoever's the mortgage lender went bankrupt, then the you know the property tax people and the home insurance people come back to you and go, where's the money? Oh, wait, I gave it to them. Oh, they went bankrupt. Sorry, it's still on you. All right. Uh, you don't have to set aside. Uh, this is one of the pros that I read about. No need to set aside extra funds each month like to save up for your annual payment. Oh, really? 
you're actually doing that by giving it to them. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about if it's only due twice a year, I'll just, I'm thinking back to the interest. This just, it, it adds to the, um, what you've taught me earlier is that you should always try and put down 20% over the 20% because you're going to see benefits in the long run. You'll that, avoid private mortgage insurance, you'll avoid an impound account. Right. So it makes me wonder, though, because I thought we discussed it once before, if FHA loans that you only put down 3%, where does, where does it come in? Yeah, you have to take an impound account. If you're taking an FHA loan yeah. and only putting down 3%. Yeah. Now, there might be some slightly different rules for veterans administrations. I know they have special home loans for like veterans and stuff like that. But in general, you have to take an impound account, especially if you're below 10%. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and I'll come back and give you some of the cons. Okay, we're back and we're talking about impound accounts and why I believe you should try and avoid them. I know not everybody can, but... We gave some of the pros in the first half of this uh, show, and now we're going to talk over some of the cons. So the impound accounts type your uh, your funds, obviously. So I could give you, if you simply set aside the $300 we used in the example at the top of the show and not spend it, so you could actually open a separate account that's for your property taxes and insurance or any of your house expenses. So like we always talk about having at least six months of uh you know, emergency fund, you can add to that emergency fund. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, the upfront payment that you set for your escrow account, it, you could be tried to deposit a lot more. So I'm going to give you a quick example. If you buy your house and you close, which means like sometimes, oh, you, you looked in September and you go, I'm buying this house. Then it's in escrow for 30 days. So that means they go and prove that you're a good credit risk to borrow money from the thing. You go and prove that the inspection went through for the house. So it takes like 30 days for the seller to actually get out and you to get in. So let's say you don't get into the house until like the beginning of October. Do you know what the bank wants? Nine months. What? In the Why? Because when you go in on... November 1st, they're going to have to pay half of the property taxes. So that's about six months. Then they want another three months because the next payment is due February 1st. So they'll collect a monthly amount in November, in uh, December, and January, and that'll give them the next six months worth of property taxes. Wow. I know. But that's not true if you went in in, like, June. Then you have X, if you close your account in June, like get into a house in June, you have to put up less months at closing. But if you close and you get into the house on October 1st, you have to give give them at closing nine months of property taxes. When did you buy this house? Uh, we got in here like first or second week of August. And how did that affect you? Um, well, we did put down whatever in the closing costs we did. I think I'm like, I'm more than willing to pay the home insurance and property taxes up front, which I did. So the next time I had to pay was November. It was like November 1st and then like August 1st of the next year for the home insurance. And then consistently every single year, you're still paying property taxes, even though you have paid off this house. Right. You, the when, property taxes go with you as long as you own a house. When, uh, when... Do you pay every year? It's still August and then in November? Uh, with, the, with the home insurance, I pay once a year. I pay the whole thing. Okay. 
And the only reason I do that is because you do, you could break it down into monthly segments, but they, it's not a fee, but you pay a little bit higher. So if the, if the insurance was a thousand dollars, I don't know offhand exactly what it is, but if it was we're talking property taxes, not insurance. Well, I'm going to talk insurance first and then property taxes because those are both included in the impound accounts. So if in the home insurance, I get a bill, so I get a choice to pay it either every three months quarterly or annually or monthly. If I pay it and it's, the total cost is 1000 I pay 1000 if I pay it once. If I pay it monthly, it might come to like $1,105. Okay. So they're saying, well, we didn't get all our money up front, so give us a little bit of interest. Mm. And with property taxes, you have no choice. You have to pay by November 1st, and I think you have until December 10th. If you go past December 10th and you're going to pay all these fees and late fees and stuff, you have to pay on November 1st and February 1st. So uh, I pay those, you know, half the property taxes, one in November and the other half in February. And one of those things is because I never want to have them coming back to me saying you have a a late fee. And once you take a hit on your property taxes, you take a hit on your credit rating. Ooh. So, but that's basically what we have for this week's show. I, I just wanted you to know impound account would be in one of my top five things you'd never, ever have. Well, it just seems like, like one of the, I don't want to say broken parts of the system, but it, huge institutions trying to keep out for themselves and, and make sure that at the end of the day, they're good. Do they really, do they really care that you're paying off your thing? Yep, maybe, but they more care about, we just want an extra way to make money. Well, so let me take the opposite side of that point of view. I agree with you in general, but there are people who are not responsible, who don't pay their bills on time. So they're saying, we're going to lump everybody in that. Let's say you are a good person, you pay your bills your whole life, and by age 29, you saved up enough money to get into a house, but only 10%. They're like, because there are other people that are irresponsible who put down 10%, we're going to lump everybody in the world into the, you must give us private mortgage insurance, and you must take an impound account. And that's really not fair, because that person's a good person who was never paid late on their credit cards or gas bill or their rent whatever they did. So it's totally unfair. But they say, listen, because there's whatever percentage of people that don't pay on time, anybody does 10% cross the board. Well, I'll just make the distinction that also if you don't pay your bills on time doesn't mean you're a bad person. But yes, when it comes to the bank and the bank getting their money and institutions getting their money, then yes, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why we all have credit scores is that some are good and some are bad, right? But um, It just yeah. all comes down to personal responsibility. If, if you buy a house... Did you really mean to stay there? Pay your bills. Yeah. Um, I I will definitely try and avoid impound accounts. I do think that, I think the housing market is kind of cooling down right now is what I've heard. Yeah. Like in certain markets. So, you know, if I ever think about getting into a house one day, I don't know if I'll have enough down, but I'll certainly uh, have all the motivation and reasons to... <laughs> have enough to put down so that I avoid all this stuff. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in for this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. 
Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.